0: You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, yo, what up, what up? You're listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. And I'm excited because we are only 12 days away from the start of college basketball season. I'm looking forward to this season because not only is there an exciting freshman class that has up to maybe 8 to 10 guys that could be selected in the lottery, but we also have like some of the heavy hitter schools that are Matching up, I mean, there's no ducking. There's nobody running from each other. I mean, if you just look at Gonzaga's schedule, they have Texas, UCLA, Duke, and Alabama all within like the next 40 to 45 days. I mean, the UCLA and Duke matchup are in the same week, so I'm looking forward to everything that this season has to offer. There's going to be fans back in the crowd. Last year was... I mean, it was just weird in, in, in sports, period. But just last year, you know, seeing games at like Cameron Indoor Stadium or seeing games at Rupp Arena that didn't have any fans was was really weird. So I'm just looking forward to that. But before I go too deep into this episode, again, I would like to thank each and every listener for making Locked On NBA Draft your first listen of the day. And also, since my podcast is Monday. For some people, it is their first listen of the week. So I really want to thank you and appreciate just each and every listen. I had mentioned it before that um, I really don't get a chance to know who my listeners are. So thank you for everybody that has reached out to me via Twitter or even Instagram to let me know that they've been listening to the podcast and all the encouraging words. That that means a lot to me. But back to this college basketball season I saw that they just released the first team all America and two of the guys I had a chance to watch play this summer in Dallas Kofi Coburn and drew Timmy if you go to my YouTube channel you probably got to scroll back maybe 20 30 videos but I have some some footage of them playing heads up they worked out with a, a good friend of mine Tyler Ralph this summer in Dallas and it was pretty cool to see these guys. Battling heads up. I think at the time they both were kind of flirting with the NBA draft, but seeing these two guys, these two, I guess, old school centers going heads up and, you know, just live and in person was, was pretty cool for me. And then speaking of like old school centers, I feel like this is the year of the big man. Like there are a lot of bigs that are not only projected to go high in the draft, but there are just a lot of bigs and, it's funny because just a few years ago, all we kept hearing about was the game has changed, you know, the bigs are obsolete, it's small ball, yada, yada, yada. But there's quite a few guys that are, and you know, I mean, there's some guys that are versatile. So, you know, of course, you know, you got your guys like Chet Holmgren, who's a big, but he has the the, the versatility that fits the modern day big. Um, same with pa- uh, Paolo Banchero, but there are also some throwback bigs that um, are, are expected to be selected higher or definitely on NBA radars. But all right, let's get into it. So in this episode, there are three particular players that I want to cover. And and these players are guys that I'm looking forward to seeing them this college basketball season. I want to see what they've worked on this summer, what they've done. Um, you know, if they've developed some skill set. And the first player that I want to talk about is Caleb Love. Caleb Love, if you remember last season, was highly regarded. There were a lot of people that thought he was a one and done. I mean, some people even thought he was a lottery pick, especially coming off of the success that Kobe White had at North Carolina. I felt like I started seeing a lot of comparisons from Caleb Love to Kobe White, simply because they're both, I guess you can say they're both combo guards. They're both fast and get to the paint scores as far as like that their mindset is definitely score first. And so we saw how successful Kobe White was at at North Carolina. And so I think that was kind of unfair to Caleb Love because he got a lot of the comparisons. And you know the thing that made a lot of people fall in love with Cope. I'm sorry, Caleb Love as an NBA prospect was his size, his athleticism, um, just his mindset. Like I said, he's an aggressive scorer, aggressive slasher. One thing about him that's really interesting is he's right-handed, but he plays like a lefty. Like he prefers to drive left. It's almost like he's one of these these guys that whoever was in charge of his development or whoever was training him was like, you got to work on your left hand, you got to work on your left hand. And he worked on his left hand so much that he prefers to to go left. But also, um, like I said, he has a good first step. He has decent court vision. I don't think he's a natural point guard, but he does make some reads and some passes sometimes that show some potential that he could possibly develop into a decent playmaker um again i love his speed i love the fact that he has somewhat of an advanced handle does a decent job of getting to his spots and when he's on he's good like he had a game against duke where he showed like basically what everybody loved about him coming into the season i think he had like 25 points and that is what i'm looking forward to now i'm not saying that i think he can duplicate that game every night but that game showed enough flashes to where I think that there's a high potential for him to have a bounce back year. And one of the reasons I say bounce back year is because if you just look at the numbers on paper, they they were brutal. He averaged 10 points per game, 3.6 assists, 2.6 rebounds, which is okay. But once we get into the shooting splits, brutal. 31% from the floor, 26% from three, but he shot a very good 80% from the foul line. So Because he is a good foul shooter, I think that the touch is there. And there is plenty of room for him to improve as a shooter. I don't think the shot is broken. I don't think that he lacks touch. So that kind of gives you hope there. But just take a listen to these numbers. He only shot 42% at the rim. I know that could be heavily related to spacing. I mean, we saw that with Cole Anthony. North Carolina just has this weird... I mean for whatever reason they just have not been able to put floor spacers on the floor. It's kind of like they're stuck in in the 90s in a sense as far as like playing multiple lineups with with two bigs that that don't necessarily space the floor which is definitely makes life harder for your guards but he also only shot 38 percent in transition which is really weird to me simply because he has the athleticism and tools to be a really really good transition scorer, only shot 29 percent or 29.9 percent I don't want to you know short him some percentage points but 29.9 percent as the pick and roll ball handler so he struggled in that area and as, as far as like the shooting, only shot 23% on catch and shoot situations. So what I am looking forward to seeing is if he's made any improvements. First of all, obviously the shot. I want to see if he comes back as a better shooter, a more efficient shooter. Also a better decision maker. Like I felt like He was someone that struggled with college basketball in a sense because he was used to dominating high school or prep basketball by just being able to get to the rim whenever he wanted. Now, he did show that he can get to the rim, but he really struggled finishing. Like I said, again, I felt like a lot of that had to do with spacing. But also, I felt like he had a tendency to drive without a plan. And he struggled reading the second line of defense. So that is something that I want to see if he can improve his decision making. And then lastly, I think what will be big for him is what is his offensive role in the NBA? Is he a one or is he a two? If he's going to play the one, then he's going to need to improve in quite a few areas. He's going to need to improve as a passer, decision maker. And then if he's not able to play the one, then how can you play him at the two if he's more so of a slasher that doesn't really knock down shots? I think that he's obviously, like I mentioned, the catch and shoot situation. He only shot twenty three percent there, so that's difficult to play somebody off the ball. But he does have a lot of defensive upside and positives with his, you know, his length. He's six four. Has I mean, he has all the physical tools. So. Another area that I mentioned, again, I want to see if he's improved his shooting, decision-making, and if he can somewhat come closer to having a more defined role in the NBA. All right. When we return, I want to talk to you about a couple more prospects. But next, let me talk to you about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is, I mean, put it like this. RockAuto.com is the best when it comes to... You know picking out parts for your cars you can save time and money when you use rockauto.com there's no need for you to spend 30 50 even 100 more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com it's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years now anybody that knows business knows that being in business for 20 years is is, is definitely tough but rockauto has survived because their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can think of as far as brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So I would check out rockauto.com, explore their easy-to-use website, and find solutions for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car truck. right? Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they will know that we sent you They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Next, I want to talk to you about BetOnline.ag. They are back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season. They have more props, more odds, and lines more than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head on over to their new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code On to receive your bonus. Again, that is 50% off welcome bonus. So whether it's basketball, football, the World Series, NHL, boxing, UFC, write to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, once again, thank you for listening to Locked On NBA Draft. Thank you for making this your first listen. The next player that I want to talk about is Caleb Love's former teammate. Is a guy whose name I keep getting mixed up. It is Walker Kessler. I don't know why well, I, I know why. I keep wanting to call him Kessler Walker. <laughs> I mean, it's—I mean, to me, it, it's very easy to get the the two mixed up. But his name is Walker Kessler. I mean, there is a lot of guys that I feel like—I don't know. It seems like the last name first name thing is is a a trend. Other and guys named Jaden and Jalen, but. So if I mess up his name and get the order wrong, please forgive me. Kessler has transferred to be closer to home to go to Auburn. I read that just a a lot of it was due to the pandemic, that he wanted to be closer to home. But I also feel, and this is just my opinion, it's not something I have any inside information on, is that the fit at North Carolina just wasn't the best for him. He was a McDonald's All-American. He was someone that was highly regarded, and he only averaged... 8.8 minutes per game. And in today's world, the the world that we live in today, highly touted freshmen are not sticking around if they're not playing major minutes. That's just the way it is. You know, it's not like back in the day where guys were comfortable waiting their turn. Now, I mean, there's like this, you know, you want immediate results. And so, it's not a knock on him, but you know, it's just uh, the way, the way it is today, like freshmen aren't going to wait around. I talked to a, a prominent college coach and he mentioned that he can only recruit three freshmen every year, just because the freshmen usually don't want to wait, wait around their turn. So if, if it's a situation where, you know, it's a, a team that has a lot of veterans and then you bring too many freshmen in, then you know that you're going to lose some of those guys the next year because everybody just wants to come in and play right away so with that being said he is closer to home he's going to auburn and one of the reasons i want to watch him play and, and see how he fares at auburn is because he has some intriguing skill set that i feel like oh i can't even say i feel like i know we did not get a chance to really see at north carolina I also may be a little bit biased because we share the same birthday. But anyway, what I'm looking forward to seeing out of him is if he will be able to showcase some of the skills that he that he he showed in high school. So, for example, in North Carolina, he was pretty much just used as an energy guy. I want to say like the large majority of his possessions came on offensive rebound putbacks where he shot about 67 percent from the floor and transition I don't think that he had a the opportunity to showcase some of the face-up game and outside shooting that we saw in in high school and I've mentioned this before but I talked to uh, Bam Adebayo earlier this summer and he mentioned that you know when you're when you're looking at different prospects he says you know try to look at their high school film because their high school film can show you what they can do while in college they may be put into this, this box of playing a certain role that doesn't allow them to showcase their, their whole skill set. So with all that being said, what I like about Walker Kessler, I almost called him Kessler Walker, what I liked about him was obviously the size. He's seven one, so he has good positional size. He's mobile. He's agile. His, his best skill set that he was able to show as a freshman was just his motor and his activity, He is someone that just is all over the place as far as attacking the offensive glass. He fights for rebounds. When he did have an opportunity to get some post touches, I thought he showed that he has good footwork. He does have some skills there. He showed a little bit of flashes of the face-up game, which if you only saw him in college, you probably wouldn't think that he had much of a face-up game at all. But in the high school film, he was Euro-stepping. He was you know, face-up jumpers attacking off, you know, from the mid post. So, again, we didn't get a chance to see that. And then he is a a, a a really good shot blocker. Average, just a shade under a block a game, which is pretty impressive considering that he only played nine minutes a game. So, imagine what his, you know, blocking or shot blocking numbers would be if he played 20 to 25 minutes a game, which I think he will be able to do it Auburn. He's going to have an interesting front court mate with Jabari Smith. So Auburn is a team that I'm going to be looking forward to seeing. Now, as far as the areas that I'm looking forward to seeing him improve on, one is his body. I mean, I just thought that he was kind of basically physically weak, got pushed around a lot. He struggled through contact. Even though he did a good job of rebounding when he was in, there were times where he was just literally pushed way out of the play so i want to see him work on his lower body strength and just obviously bulk up and get stronger because he hit the ground a lot it, i mean he definitely had a a like a baptism into college basketball so like i said i want to see him get stronger also i like to see if he can add a, more post moves like i felt like when he did get post touches he was predictable he shows a, a decent touch Um, But literally every post move that I saw was kind of like a drop step off the right shoulder with a a baby hook. So I want to see if he can add a left hand, if he can just kind of add a little bit more diversity to his low post game. And then the shooting range, we didn't get a chance to see that at all. I don't think he made a a three pointer. Now I I feel like his touch is is decent. Now his jumper is a little slow. It's not like a, a natural quick trigger. So I wonder if that will have an effect on how he gets it off. But, you know, depending on if he has a a really good shot creator, he should be able to knock down open looks. I don't know how well he'll be able to shoot, like, contested fadeaways. Like, I mean, I I saw a few plays last year where he tried to post up and tried to, you know, make fadeaway jumpers over defenders. But I feel like it's slow because he holds the ball just a little bit too long. And then also want to see some some more passing instincts. I want to see if he develops as a better passer. But again, you know, we didn't really get a chance to really see everything that he has to offer while he was at North Carolina. So that is why he is on this list of players that I'm really looking forward to seeing. So Kessler, Walker, I'm sorry, Walker Kessler. Man, this name is going to, ah, this name is going to bother me all season long. So Walker Kessler is another player that I'm looking forward to seeing. All right. When we return, I have one more player that I'm curious to see if he added a little bit more to his game and seeing that if he can make some improvements, how it will impact his draft stock. But next, let me talk to you about Postmates. Hmm. Do you smell that? It is my favorite, which is chipotle but yes the best part is that it showed up at my door because i ordered it with postmates with postmates i get all my favorite foods from local restaurants in my neighborhood delivered there's no leaving the house and even better there's no getting in the car or finding a parking spot and postmates isn't just burritos and sushi and i'm guilty i always get chipotle and burritos or tacos But you can order things like toothpaste and phone chargers on demand too. That's because places like Walgreens and 7-Eleven are also on Postmates. And the best part is that the app will let me know that my food or whatever items that I ordered have been delivered so everything is right outside my door. So it's fresh if it's food and it never gets old. So just download the Postmates app on iOS or Android. Find your favorite foods or that one thing that you forgot to get from the store. I may need to go do that now, it just gave me an idea. I have ran out of toothpaste. So I may go. Well, actually, I'm not gonna say it. I may, I will go to the Postmates app. I'm gonna order some toothpaste and I can get it delivered on demand. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving just our listeners a little something. New customers will get 50% off. Yes, you heard that right. 50% off your first five orders of fifty dollars or more when you use the code locked on MBA. That's code LOCKED on NBA to get 50% off your first five orders of $50 or more. Max savings of $100 per order. Just download the Postmates app or sign up online. It's super easy. Offer is subject to change and taxes and fees apply. Offer is valid for 30 days after you add the promo code to your account. For a few weeks now, you've been hearing me talk about sweat blocks, and it's because these wipes we we'll stop sweat for seven days, and it seems that people have been listening. We have friends of the Locked On Network who've tried sweat, block, and love it. I'm just going to read to you a couple of the testimonials. There was a story about a high school teacher. He said he used to be, quote, unquote, pitted out by fourth period. he heard hear the students laughing and snickering at him, and he used to have to bring a second shirt to class just to change because he was pitted out. He heard about Sweat Block on Locked On NBA. He tried it. Now he's hooked. The students are laughing at him. His shirt is dry. Another person is a soccer player who also mentioned that he was like the wettest guy after practice. He was soaking in sweat. He gave Sweat Block a try. He tried it on his pits. And he said at the next practice, his pits were dry. Everything else was soaking wet. He said he did not have to reply it for, reapply it for nine days. Now he is a true believer, and that is because sweat block can stop excessive, excessive sweat for up to nine days per use. It is doctor created, doctor recommended. There is a dry shirt guarantee, and if sweat block doesn't get you dry, you can get your money back. It's not just for armpits, chest, back, feet, hands. You can use it anywhere, and I mean anywhere that sweats. If you or someone you care about is dealing with excessive sweat, you have to check out Sweatblock. You can get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON at Amazon or CVS. All right, the last player that I want to discuss is someone who I've seen. He's been getting a little bit of late first round buzz and it is probably largely, I'm, I may not even say probably, It. I'm guessing it is largely... Due to his 23.19 rebound game against Louisville, it is Mark Williams, the 7-footer from Duke. On paper, the numbers don't look great. Only averaged 7 points per game, 4.5 rebounds. But he also averaged 1.4 blocks per game in 15 minutes. And he is someone that I think just has a role in, in today's NBA. I, I mean, it's just my opinion right now. I could be wrong. I don't think he's like a starting center. But I think there is a role for him just because of his positional size. And he is like the epitome of an active, live body. I mean, he plays hard. He's always looking to attack the glass. He's an active cutter. He's someone that can just get a lot of points off of dump-offs. And now his post-game is not, how can I say this? It is not visually pleasing. To me, he seems a little bit raw. I see a little bit of the, the Bambi and the in the, the deer legs, the Bambi Deer legs in him. But he shot a respectable 52 point nine percent on post-ups. And what I like about him is that he has a defined role. Like you know what you're gonna get out of him. You're gonna get activity, you're gonna get rebounds, you're gonna get rim protection, and he's someone that is just gonna be reliable on dump offs and cuts to the rim, where on like the majority of his points came on cuts to the rim he shot 90 percent from the floor in transition now he only had 10 attempts as a role man which I think will be a role that he would play in the NBA but that's just college basketball in a nutshell I mean you don't really see a lot of guys getting a lot of touches or, or buckets as the role man because the spacing isn't there if possible I would like to see um, him used as a romance man so we can just kind of see how he operates in space. But overall, as far as what I want to see, I want to see if he's added a little bit more to his offensive game. Again, he still seemed a little raw to me last year. He seemed to play out of control. Like I said, his post game isn't visually pleasing. And to be honest with you, he reminds me of how i felt about brendan haywood when haywood was a freshman so i'm going way back i think haywood was a freshman in like 97 but haywood went on to have like a long nba career made good money think he won a championship with the mavs so and haywood was someone who was obviously he was physically bigger as far as like strength and bulk than, than mark williams but haywood developed over time he was kind of raw as a freshman Still always looked a little bit raw in, in the NBA, but he developed, like I said, into a you know a solid NBA player. I want to say he was a starter for a good chunk of his career. Mark Williams kinda has that similar unvisually pleasing. I don't even know if that's a word, but unvisually pleasing game, but it, it was it was still effective. So what I would like to see him improve on is one, like I say, he's raw, can be a little out of control sometimes. Around the rim, he has a tendency to load up or squat. And when I say load up, I'm talking about if you give him the ball on the dump off, he's looking to dunk everything. Now, he's definitely looking to finish strong, but he just has a tendency to bring the ball below his waist and squat down, which can lead to, you know, an easy dunk turn into getting fouled because he's giving, he's, he's putting the ball down low where the guards can, can swipe at or foul. So i like to see him study film on palgassol Gasol, like I've mentioned before, Powell always kept the ball high. You never saw him bring the ball below his waist. I think that can add a couple more points per game. And then I would like to see, if possible, if he's added some shooting range or even a little bit of a face-up game. I don't know if that will be his role, but I think it's something that if he added it to his game, it could definitely help his draft stock. So Mark Williams, looking forward to seeing him this season, seeing if he... Just made a few changes to his game. But also, I'm looking forward to seeing him versus Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy on November 26th. I mean, that is probably, at least in my opinion, the most anticipated college game, early season game that I can remember since Duke versus Kansas. And I want to say that was like in 2013, late 2013. So yeah, that is a game that is definitely circled on my calendar. We got Mark Williams and Banchero versus Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren. Must see TV. Well, that wraps it up. Thank you for making Locked on NBA Draft your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It is free. And it is available on all platforms. Once again, this is Rafael Barlow, NBA Draft Junkies, and I am out.